Boom. Welcome to Grown Dad Businesses there in Clyburn, and of course, Jason Clark. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't know. Uh, I was going to go with Bazinga. That's don't you dare. Dumb. Don't you dare. I know. They sell t-shirts oh, God, of that, yeah. and it makes me want to pound my head against the wall. <laughs> anyway, this week on Grown so Dad stupid. Business, uh, I had something fun happen to me uh, last weekend. Uh, which uh, makes me want to do the which makes me want to do an episode. Uh, we so, gotta start this over. Am I okay? We're gonna do an episode called "Mind Your Manners," and uh, we're gonna talk about uh, our pet peeves of rude people <laughs> and ignorant people, and um, also uh, people at comedy shows yeah. that uh, don't know how to behave themselves at a comedy show. And uh, that's what we're going to get into. We'll probably talk about uh, our kids minding their manners and adults especially, but mostly adults because our kids are pretty good. So that's what we're going to do this week. Boom. Granddad business with Aaron Caliber. That's my dad. Hello. Underpants. That is hilarious. She should mouth you. Rate and review this podcast while my daddy will go into a deep depression. <laughs> And we're back, grown dad business. I go from boom to bingo. Yeah, and, Jason. And anytime anyone ever says, "And we're back," I instantly go to the um, to the Fallon's. Oh yeah, the and we're back. And we're back. The oh, Ben Affleck. God, remember? Affleck was the best one. And we're back because they did that. Yeah, so many. They did it a handful of times. Z one zero seven. The man in the box. The man in the box. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So hey, 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 how you doing over here? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm how you fine. doing? Man, we about to go to sports. <laughs> See, I can do yeah. a radio show. Yeah. Guys, we have nine guests today. Yeah, yeah, we do. We got nine guests. Man, you don't even got no guests. I'm doing the weather over here, man. <laughs> yeah, we got the sports guy over here. How's sports? Sports is over here. Sports is going to be great today. Traffic's bad. Oh, thanks, Steve, the traffic guy. <laughs> He's drunk. Oh, uh, Steve is always He's drunk. drunk. Steve, He's... the traffic guy, is always drunk. <laughs> Ironic, isn't it? It's interesting. <laughs> oh, he talks about cars all day, yeah. and he can't drive them because he has a DUI. Become tra- like, is that a progression? Because there was a traffic guy on the news here in Pittsburgh that then moved away and then was like an anchor in another town. Is it just a progression? Like, that's a way, that's an oh, entry just... level to get into the get into the I news so. station? Yeah, I think like, so. Like, I'm going to do traffic on the nines. Yeah, I think like, so. F- yeah, no, it's, I think it's just i think you just move your way up yeah yeah because uh my friend jim loki you know jim loki that's who i'm talking about are you talking about jim loki he moved up to like i know right he's in boston now he's in dc he's in dc now yeah moving up he's He's a good guy yeah speaks eloquently he moved quickly yeah but he was the traffic guy that's right that's exactly what i was talking about yeah you move your way up yeah jim loki i like him a lot yeah um so you basically go from you know a host, yeah. and then you feature in another town, and then pretty you make much. your way. And you then get you're, it. Now you're the headliner in DC, Jim Loke. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's he's featuring like in Boston. Exactly. Now he's headlining in DC. Boom. See that? But you got to move around. Doesn't that suck? I mean, some people I think that stay. I mean, I, I love the news. That's so silly. I know. Yeah, but I, a lot like, of people that with, are on the news broadcast, they do not grow up here. Right. They come back. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. If you they see, try they, to get back. They, they right. want to make their way back. That's right. Like, they try to get back to their hometown. Yeah, that's right. Because like Loke, that dude's not from 
Pittsburgh? I think he is. I think he is. Is he? Yeah. So we'll find him. He'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back well, one day. I don't know. That DC money ain't no Pittsburgh money, probably. Well, you never know. Why are we talking about Jim Loke's career I right now? I have no idea. Grown dad business. <laughs> but you know what? Jim Loke is very, uh, he's very well-mannered. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, mostly, <laughs> see how I did that? I tipped my hat to you on that Ooh. one. Nice, nice way to bring it back in. Uh, this episode... Uh, and next week's episode is brought to you by the Burning Bridges Comedy Festival. Yeah. Um, the Burning Bridges Comedy Festival is doing some awesome stuff for the Pittsburgh comedy community. If you're from Pittsburgh, check it out. There are shows everywhere all weekend long. Yeah. They, uh, Jason, the dates are? They've done a great job. It kicks off on Friday the 31st. Yeah. Uh, and then goes through- Sunday. Uh, the final show is Sunday. Yeah, the six, Sunday shows, uh, yeah. The second, um, and that finishes up at Club Cafe here in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I mean, they've done a great job. John Dick Winters, a uh, mm-hmm. good friend of ours, uh, started this last year, and uh, the way he, you know, it started, you know, he was kind of funny the way he tells you the stories. It's like, I just yeah. wanted my friends that I've done shows with all yeah. over the country to come and tell me jokes, and then it just blossomed into this, uh, this event that's going to be over a lot, I mean- a lot of the big theaters and in the, in the in the places that we perform at here in Pittsburgh, so all over the city, it's right. exciting. So a good mix of local and national talent. I mean, his headliners are strong, and um, yeah. So, and there's uh, there, there's there's a lot of amazing um, comics coming through too. And I'm trying to, holy crap, I'm trying to get the last names right. Yeah. Um, but uh, James Adam Adam Adamoni Adam yeah Adam Ian yeah. Adomian. Adomian is Adom- name, James yeah. Adomian. He was the Bernie from the the um uh that did that they toured all over the country. Yeah, Trump versus Dude, Bernie. Trump versus Bernie. Uh, he was Bernie. James Adam- Adomian. Adomian. He's also been on uh, At Midnight and Drunk History and Comedy Bang Bang. Uh and then uh Aparna. Mm-hmm. Aparna Nancherla. Yes. Uh she is super funny. Yeah, completely got her on the on the fest at the right time because I think you're gonna see her. Just She's explode. gonna blow up pretty hard. She's also been on at midnight, late night with mm-hmm. Seth Ma- Seth Meyer. She's been on Inside Amy Schumer. Well, she had around thirty. She had her only thirty. Her own thirty minute on Comedy Central too. Yeah, she just mm-hmm. had her own thirty minute uh, stand up special mm-hmm. last year. But uh, those are the two headliners, and then there's people from all over the country. Uh, the Reformed Whores. It's basically Tenacious D and Dolly Parton got drunk, um, <laughs> and they do musical comedy. Yeah. Um, but then there's a lot of other comedians from around the country that are coming in. My friend Rena Calm is going to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of other comedians from out of town. Holy crap. A lot of them. There's a, there's a couple of them that are coming in from Cleveland from that whole group That's right. out there. Yeah, um, Mary Santora. Mary Santora is coming They're in. Funny. She's going to do the stand-up. We're going to do the stand-up get-down as part of the uh, yeah, hit as that. part of the fest. So there's two shows on the 31st that will be at the Arcade Comedy Theater. I'm hosting both of them. So at the 8 o'clock one, I'm hosting that one uh, with, a great, with a great lineup. And then um, we're going to follow that that back up at uh 10 o'clock we're gonna piggyback right off of that and go into the stand-up get down uh it's gonna be a good time um all around um so yeah uh we're gonna do a little local versus you know home versus away type of deal for the stand-up get down which is a lot of fun always fun always fun because they don't know each other per se yeah and uh they really got to be good and it's really funny uh, but yeah, burningbridgesfestival.com. Mm-hmm. There's comedy shows all over the city. There's even shows, uh, there's a show out of town as well at the Contra Theater. Yeah, we go right? a little bit north of us into Cranberry, yeah. which is about a about a yeah, 30 to 40 minute drive up north. That's a Drinking Partners, our, our yeah. podcast brothers over there uh, that's on Epicast Network as well. Uh, they host a monthly 
uh, a monthly show up there uh, at Comptra, mm-hmm. take it to the suburbs a little bit out of the city. And um, so they're going to do that. Our good friend Norlex Belma is uh, coming back from right. uh, from New York City to get Alex on that Alex Price show. is going to be here? Yeah, Alex Our Price. Our friend Alex is, yep. Price from mm-hmm. Indy? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot. He's going to be on the get down with us. Yeah, um, I, uh, man, and I'm and I'm missing the stand up get down. I will be in Erie at Juniors with Harlan Williams, my dude. Yeah, and uh, I kind of have to be. I kind of go work. I got to go to work. Yeah, got to go to work. <laughs> got to work. So yeah, so we're gonna. I'm gonna run that um, that on Friday night. It's gonna be a good time. Dope. So boom. That's what's happening. Yeah, BurningBridgesFestival.com. Um, there's gonna be some people at the Burning Bridges Festival that don't have good manners. Because it's usually a pretty fun comedy hangout, and people get hammered. Yeah, and uh, and comedians, some comedians get drunk and say rude things. Um, but Jason, who do you who do you attribute to your manners? Because I think you and I are very well mannered gentlemen. Yeah, and uh, I know my answer. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I a lot of it uh, has to do with like, um. You know, my mom, my mom and my grandmother, I think really, you know, it was like, you better act in public the right way. But I never really took that seriously. And I think was, it was me really starting to work with kids. When I started working with teenagers, I was always like taking kids on field trips and stuff. So I was always like, you know, you better be good. Like you better, you know, also I think there's a point in my life where I realized that being kind to people actually helps you. Yeah, it you know, is, yeah, it's it's it has a, a being kind is a self serving thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sure, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think, I mean, it's obviously not in your for you know your forefront of why you're doing why you're being kind. I mean, but you do get that on the backside. I mean, it's not yeah. like I set out to be kind because I know that it's going to benefit me in some way or shape or form. But yeah, you don't really definitely don't really say that. That's yeah. you know, you don't really th- yeah, you don't really think that you know. For me, that's why you do it. Yeah, for me, I mean, boy, to attribute it to anything other than my parents, I mean, I, I think that you know, it's for me in my, in my upbringing. I mean, I, I don't think it was. I just a lot of times my, too. You act like a, you get your ass beat. Yeah, I think there was a <laughs> moment trouble. of this, like, listen, you weren't going to act a fool in public, right? Um, and you know, I don't necessarily remember there being any type of you know doctrine laid down by either my mother or my father, but we understood that. You know, we behaved ourselves in, in outside of the home, especially. And right. my brother was a big influence on me. At you know, five years older, I emulated him, and he was my hero. And and you know, he was just a good dude. Like he was that guy. You right. know, my my brother was that dude. That's you know, whatever he's going to drop, whatever he's doing to go and <laughs> you know help his buddies out, move, build stuff, whatever. So you just sort of learn through that. You know, right. your influences, and and then like you said, as you got older, you understood that. Yeah. God damn it, man! Just being nice to somebody is just isn't it much easier? Like I always look at people that are just pricks and just not, not good people in general to other human beings. I'm just sitting there and go, right. isn't that just a harder life to lead? Like, yeah, I've always, like I, I don't understand that. Yeah. I've, uh, I've always wondered that too. That's interesting that people that are kind of douchey and you're like, it seems like a lot of work. So much work to right? like, don't you have to like be apologizing to people all the time? <laughs> or you don't. Yeah. Or you just don't. And you, just, and you don't matter of fact, you're a dick. Like nobody yeah, wants to be around you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, it would just to me it just seems a lot easier just to well, be. Here's here's my kind. question and and I think about some people like this and you know maybe <laughs> I feel so weird saying this. <laughs> like it might be one of our friends but everybody has that friend that is in your group of friends and you know we we roll with a bunch of different groups of friends mm-hmm. but like I think of people in particular that I'm like they're like is that me? 
Is that me? Like, am I kind of a dick? You know what I mean? Like, you are you worry. The, are you the dick? Yeah, am I the dick? Because, like, I can think of people that are in groups of friends, and I'm like, I, I really don't enjoy being around that person. Yeah. But they hang with this crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the one person's, like, brother. Or it's like, but he's my cousin, though. <laughs> or it's like the girl's like, but we've been girlfriends forever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but I can't stand her. Yeah, yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah, why do you? Why are they still in that circle? I mean, we were just talking a little bit I'm earlier. afraid I'm that guy all the time. You know that? Because, oh, from the saying of, is it ever like that saying where it's just like, you know, there's always that one asshole in a group. And you're like, I don't think there is an asshole in a group. And you're like, oh, that's oh, why, because it's asshole. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't even see it. No, I don't think it's you. I think you're okay. I, I think know, you're buddy. clear. Depends on which circle. I know, right? I don't know. I don't know. But I just had that talk with my son just yesterday. Yeah. You know, where he had one buddy of his has just given him a hard time about something that's very important to him. And it just led for me to have that discussion with him to say, hey, listen, man. Yeah. You don't need somebody in your life that's not going to help you achieve what you want to achieve. And we've said this before. Cut them. Yeah. Cut them. Yeah. If somebody's bringing negativity to your life. I think it's 17. It's kind of, it's 16, 17. That's hard. It's so sure. important. Everything's so magnified. Well, because. But he's getting to that point now where he's an eight, almost going to be, he's 18 and it's starting to weigh on him. And he's just like, you know what? I'm making some grown up decisions now. Yeah. I think because when you're at that age, you think, oh my gosh, this is all the people I'm ever going to know this my, is my whole world. life. Right. That's true, though. My it's like, world. oh, this is everybody that I know in the world. And if I get rid of that one person, now I won't have 10. I'll have nine. Yeah. And now, yeah. hey, man, guess what? Mm-hmm. Um, You'll be all right. I'll tell you what. When you talk about your group of friends that you hung out with in high school, and granted, I'm I'm still friends with a lot of people I hung out with in high school, and mm. that's awesome. Yeah. But a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people, they're just, they're gone. I have nobody in my life. That's right. from high school. Outside of like, no, granted, like I still like the tight knit group that right. I ran around with per se. I still live near them. my hometown. Yeah, you, you do. know, I still I still live near a lot of friends that I grew up yeah. with. So you know, uh, I mean, we have you know some of the friends I grew up with. We still go to church together, you know, things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, my family does, you know. Yeah, and you know, our our kids are friends with their kids, and blah blah blah. You know, um, but yeah, a lot of times too, you think about these people that were so important. They were so important when you were like 17, 18. And I would say the same goes with college too. I mean, I hate to say it, but a lot of my college friends that, I mean, these were, we were ride or die. Mm. I, don't, I don't even, I don't, I haven't even seen, some of them have had kids and I don't even seen their kids before, right. like after they were born. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, it's not like, you know, I don't want to say that those people in my life are not there anymore because they were negative. I'm just going to the point we're where. We're on a different path. Right. Absolutely. That's it. And then people are busy. People have jobs. You know, it's not like you're being rude or like you don't, you're cutting these people. Yeah. But to get back to what we were saying is it's just like, you know, you got to cut those people. Yeah. Because they're not going to be there forever. Cut them now. Right. Why waste your time and energy? And then as an adult, and then as an adult, yeah, then as an adult, it's just like, damn it. Why? Why would I? Why? I don't have time for this. I've walked away from many situations where I'm just like, listen, dude, I, I, listen. Yep. I walked away from my parents. I know, man. That's they crazy. were not affecting positive yeah. change in my life right, anymore. Right. That's you know, that's someone crazy, listening man. to that be like, no, that's your mom and dad. No, listen. Yeah. You, you someone is going to tell you that you're going to just inject cancer into your veins. No. Is if there's not a positive right. feeling, then you've got to make that decision. It's crazy to think that that sometimes the people that are holding you back the most are people that should be caring for you the most. Yeah. 
And that's rough, isn't it? It is tough. That's rough. It's tough. Man. I battle with that all the time. Yeah. You know, just in myself, just my psyche of just dealing with the emotions of all of that. Yeah, yeah I deal with it all the time. But the yeah. bottom line is, man, if the upside is far outweighed by the downside, right. it's time to flip right. that up. I mean, so yeah, I and I think that we're working through a societal I mean society right now, Jesus. I just feel like, and let's talk about that because, like, minding your manners just in public. Yeah, I mean, there is just let's 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 just break this down for a and, little bit, and, and then, we're not going holier than thou. I no, mean, listen, we are friggin' we're then, a mess. I'm going to talk about some people just in normal life that should really mind their damn manners, and then we're going to get into uh, the son of a bitch of the millennial, <laughs> the millennium, the, yeah, um, the worst, most rude audience member. That I've ever had in a comedy show in eight years of stand-up comedy. Yeah, I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but first, I mean, just the people that you know. I, the, I'll give you. I'll give you my number one, and this is so funny. This is this is one of the biggest pet peeves I have of people without manners when someone does not say thank you. Yeah. Some people have said you're kind of a dick. I'm like, I don't care. And what I mean is the way I react, mm-hmm. and I learned it from my mom, and holler at your boy, mama, this is awesome. Because when my mom used to do this, I'm like, yeah, you tell them. Yeah. You tell them. So when you open doors for people, yeah, and I think you might have seen me do this before, I hold doors open for people, sure. and they just walk past and don't say a word. Uh, that yeah. drives me up a wall. Yeah. And I will say- I will look at them and say, you're welcome. Sure. That's right to Passive them. aggressive as you need to be. My Absolutely. mom used to do that, and it mm-hmm. was go- It was golden. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And I've gotten some good ones. I mean, yeah. I've uh, I've said that to people, hold the door open for them or do something for them or, you know, move out of the way for someone. And I guess part of it's just like, you know, I, th- I think some people are like, Aaron, that's kind of, you're being a dick, dude. And I'm like, really? But, like, how do you not notice people around you who are nice to you. Yeah. Like you really should. Yeah. You really should, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's dude, I get fired up. Like probably driving, the one thing that fires me up more oh, than we'll anything. Oh, we get into driving. Is when I let somebody go. Just shoot, shoot me. Put your hand up. Shoot me a hand. Put and I would get so pissed. And I, then I, I get up. over it really quickly. Yeah. Like it's not like I'm running them down. I don't go road rage. Yeah, I but know. I just look and I'm just like, well, that's that's yeah. my thing right now has been I'm so laid back with a lot of shit where my reaction a lot of time is, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> like I'm so middle of the like I'm I, I, so I, I'm, easygoing anymore. As, I might as be I, much. As, I, I yeah. might much be a little. I, I might be a little more worse than that. As I've as I'll, I'll be like, look at this. As, yeah, this as one. I've grown and matured this in a lot of things, of I just like eh. I get more mad. I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. Well, that's good for you. <laughs> yeah, you. I that think, you react like a grandmother. I can get to that point where it's just like you know what I'm uh, getting. I think I'm getting fuck. more angry. Yeah. Like so, when someone does that, like I've had people. You know, oh, 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 boy, <laughs> holding the door for people on their phones. No, They're no. on their phones texting. Yeah. I one time had this. It was like a, whatever, 20, 25-year-old girl. I hold the door open for her and her friend. Yeah, They're both on their phones looking at their phones. Yeah. Walk through the door. Don't even look at me. Yeah. Did they and say thank you? No. No. That's what I mean. I was just hoping that they and would you. And you know what I did? You. I go, then oh. Because the, then you're the grandpap. Then I go... You're welcome, ladies. Like, real loud. The one girl acted like uh, I just yelled a racial slur at her. Girl turns and takes a picture of you, and I'm like, oh, dude, that's it. Dude, her reaction, 
she it was like I yelled a, a horrible <laughs> insult at her. Yeah. She like she like stops like I scared her, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> like she was like, "Huh?" She was like yeah. blown away that I said you're welcome, and I go, "I said you're welcome," and she was like, "Uh, okay," like that. And her other friend mm. barely even looked up from yeah. her phone. Like this is th- that's what I'm saying is, and this is this really going to be the dads yeah, complaining we're, about millennials? We're, we're dad, no, no, no. And it's not millennials. This isn't a millennial thing. No, it's, it's not. people. I'm getting tired of the whole, you know, the millennial thing. I mean, let's let. Well, I'm, Jace, no, I'm, I'm getting not, a little. No, I'm not. I am. Just I because am. your kids are good kids doesn't mean I, they're all other pieces. Well, of shit. Well, that's the thing. I think. But there's listen. There's your gen- kids are in the one percent. You want to start getting down into generations? <laughs> not the one percent. What income wise? Gen, gen Gen X's are pieces of shit. Gen Y. Are pieces of shit. The greatest generation alive is a piece of shit. There are pieces of shit in every generation, and and, and, and I'm just. I, are we I, renaming this episode? Pieces of shit. <laughs> we should just put assholes. The name of this episode is assholes everywhere. Ass, assholes among us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it is. It's everywhere, and I and, and that's where I just hate the broad stroke and just be like, ah, oh, these these millennials, this and that, and the other thing. I, you know, hey, listen, who made the millennials? I mean, if you want to start getting down to it, who 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 set the precedent? We did. Yeah, we right. sat there and said we want to have that's just right. like every generation before us has said. All I want for my child is to not have it, to have it better than I had it. Jeez, oh, and it's transcended to this point. Yeah, but it's a, to a point with, too. Like a lot of the baby boomers and Gen Xers, they've had it pretty good. Yeah, I mean, let's not complain. We too have, much. we have. Oh, you have, but that's where I just always want to be careful about the broad stroke. That always gets me fired up. You know what I mean? Just the broad stroke against a whole generation right. versus a whole whatever. Right, class absolutely. People. The bottom line is, as a society as a whole, we have become incredibly self-absorbed and into our own selves, and we have along the way lost our ability to act certain ways in public mm. situations. And what happened to you this weekend? is a prime example, and we've seen it coming. Yeah. We've seen it happening within the theater, within right. live theater. You will find that you know that this Absolutely. is a thing, that it's a problem, and yeah. we'll talk about that. Man, yeah, we got to get into that. We have to get into that in the back half. Yeah, we are. So this was just a setup yeah, yeah, yeah. for what we want to get into. Yeah, I, I, it's unfortunate that there's still so many people that just, it's like, mind your manners. Yeah. Like, why don't you care about other people sometimes? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into that. Um, but first, uh, real quick, uh, we're going to, I'm going to drop a real quick how to do ya, uh about my podcast, uh, Handle the Truth. It's You Can't Handle the Truth. It's a movie review podcast with myself and actual Critics Choice Award voting. Sean Collier, also an editor for Pittsburgh Magazine. Uh, he's on the radio every week, every Friday morning doing movie reviews. Uh, and he's also a very funny stand-up comic. Sean Collier and I, we review movies every week. Uh, new movies, sometimes old ones. Uh, and uh, hey, uh, if you need an episode this week, we're going to be recording a retro, which occasionally we record a retro. You can actually go back and see a bunch of really great retro episodes. We do one on Die Hard, on Predator. We do one on The Seven Samurai. We do Dawn of the Dead with Pittsburgh yeah. Dad Kurt Wooten. Um, yeah, the we do a lot of yeah, we do a lot of retro episodes, but mostly we do movies. Uh, the movie review comes out the Friday that the film comes out. And if you uh, want to see it first, uh, that's fine. But you don't have to because we do spoiler-free reviews 
Uh, you can check us out at handlethetruthpodcast.com or on Twitter at truthpodcast. Yeah, I know. We got at truthpodcast. You'd think it's so some awesome. Alex Jones Twitter, yeah. but it's not. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, handlethetruthpodcast.com. You can find it on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Libsyn. Uh, but that's Sean Collier and I's movie review podcast. And, and sometimes not me because I do a lot of stand-up comedy uh outside of the city so check that out and uh if you do want to see us uh myself or jason do some comedy anywhere else uh i'm gonna be all over the country in the next month or two uh if you're listening right now i am in dayton ohio at wiley's friday and saturday jason clark's gonna be there yeah opening up for me uh and they're a really funny uh local comic from akron uh drew miller is gonna be opening up for us also uh and then uh, March 30th through April 1st, I will be at Juniors in Erie once again because I love that club. But this time, uh, I'm bringing my friend Harlan Williams. What do you mean I'm bringing him? I am bringing him. I did actually get him booked at Juniors because I'm like, dude, you're going to love this place. So it's me and Harlan. And then uh, first week of April, I'll be at the uh, Albany Funny Bone. And uh, then we have another stand-up get-down April 14th. A lot yeah. of stuff happening then. Then I'll be in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania the week after that. Then I'm in Wichita. Then I'm in Tulsa. And uh, then we go from there. So mm-hmm. I'm in a lot of different cities yeah. in the next two months. Boom. Boom. There it is. Yeah. Simple. Jason already announced his shows that he's mm-hmm. going to be doing on Burning Bridges. And the other ones he's opening for me. So that pretty much covers it. Dads are coming to Dayton. <laughs> the dads are coming to Dayton. Watch out, Dayton. You better watch it. Dads are on the loose. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into this story. So I was performing in uh, I was performing in Buffalo this past weekend. Yeah, what were you gonna say, Jason? I was just gonna tell everybody that this is definitely probably gonna get a little bit uh, swearific. Well, I think this episode we're already gonna have to have a tag yeah. that says parents parents spoilers, uh, parents earbuds. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I and, and let me preface with um, I I don't. I don't swear a lot. Uh, I swear on stage, but not a lot. And um, this is probably the most F-bombs I've ever dropped on another person. I don't know. Me and my mom used to get in arguments back in the day, but I don't know. Uh, So here's what happens is, so people always ask about hecklers in comedy, right? Yeah. You know, um, people ask like, oh, don't you get hecklers, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, every comedian will say, sure, you get hecklers, but I think hecklers differ. You know, for different people, I think that if you're a funny comedian, if you're doing your job well, you don't get a lot of hecklers. I don't. I don't think you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that are more quiet, you know, maybe their delivery's a little slower. You know, sometimes you'll get a drunk person. You, basically, you give them more opportunities to talk. Right. You know what I mean? And then there's some comics that they invite it. Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's some people that yeah, build right, their right, entire right. act. For sure. Off of that. And they're um, very successful with it. Yeah. And, you know, um, I have... I, 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 I've told people after this show, I talked to a lot of audience members, I talked to the other comedians on the show, that, you know, over eight years of doing stand-up comedy, I've, I've, I've guessed that I've probably done over 3,000 shows. And uh, in all of those thousands of shows, I have told somebody, and we said parents' earbuds. Yeah. I, I've told somebody, shut the fuck up, probably five, six times. Mm-hmm. One of them is actually with Harland in Houston. Yeah, yeah. those guys shut up. Yeah. I made yeah. him shut up, and it worked. Well, it happened. Uh, I mean, it happened at Juniors, just real quick when we uh, the late show. 
when you came on. Oh yeah, but, but that show, was but that was real quick. It wasn't even a shut the fuck. But it was that, just like, dude, I wouldn't even qualify no, that. No. That happens. Yeah. But you just boom, and yeah. it's they're done. Yeah. And they were done. They were done. done. It was. It was just show. like acknowledge it. Make like just boom, you're done, mm-hmm. and that's usually what you do. Like usually, you know, you'll have this escalation of. I always call it like that escalation of force, like the police are supposed mm-hmm. to use. You know, yeah. where it's like it's like it's like uh, shout, show, shove, shoot. Okay, did you know that? No, that's the escalation of force that's okay. in like military and in police. You know, or same difference. Um, but uh, really, it's just like it's really escalating. And and when you're talking to somebody that's interrupting a comedy show. Uh, it's basically going from like, all right, man, like being friendly, like, okay, this isn't supposed to be happening. Right. And then they're, if they don't get it, you kind of embarrass them a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, but here's the thing. Here's why we're talking about this, uh, this episode of just minding your manners. It's like, here's the thing. If you guys have never been to a stand up comedy show, and I would say most people that listen to podcasts, are comedy fans, especially if it's a, cause that's kind of how they, how comedy, that's how podcasting blew up. Yeah. It's comedy. Yeah. You know? Wouldn't you say so? I mean, it's like yeah, I, I I think well, I think that there were certain storytelling podcasts that really exploded. Yeah. Podcasting serial was one that blew it up right. huge for a lot of people. But especially if you're listening to this podcast, you were probably drawn to this podcast because it is listed as a comedy right podcast. Absolutely, we're on laughable. You've been to stand up comedy shows. You, chances are you've been to a show, but you're laughable. All, we forgot to mention that. Well, we'll talk about it more. Okay, but I think that. I think that I was always ignorant to the fact that most times that it, when you go to a show that there are people that this is their first experience. And that's the thing. And that blows uh, my mind. Yeah. Still. Hi. Welcome to the Grown Dad Business Podcast where we're going to teach you how to behave at a comedy club. Yeah. How to mind your manners at a comedy club. Yeah. Um, number one, uh, be friendly to the staff. That's huge. Um, they're doing you uh, a service. Mm-hmm. Like anywhere you go, yeah. be friendly to the staff and tip the staff. Um, number two, um, here's the number two answer. Uh, yeah, shut the, shut fuck, the fuck up. up. That's Simple. it. That's it. Game pretty over. Much it. Sit back and enjoy. That's pretty much uh, uh, the man bun episode yeah. that we did a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Here's the episode on how to behave at a comedy club. Shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. That's pretty much. That was a great episode, mm-hmm. Jason. That it was. was good. Yeah, uh, put a bow on it. See you next time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great episode. It, it, but, it, but it is. I mean, <laughs> if you don't bother us, we won't bother you is kind of the way it goes. You're absolutely right. And here's the thing. People say, oh, but but the comedian's talking to me. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, I say things to the audience. A lot of times you understand that it's a rhetorical mm, it question. It is rhetorical. You know, for me to be like, you know, now comedians do ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. uh, to the crowd. Speaking of, any comedian, comedians listening, stop asking questions to the audience. <laughs> uh, one of Todd Glass's rules, yeah. if you open for him, yeah. don't ask the, the audience anything. No. You don't need to ask the audience all these questions, which I think is a great rule. Sure. And it, ever since um, I, I've known Todd and, and worked with Todd Glass, it does make me think of that now. I'm thinking, why do I need to ask him questions? Well, it is, it the is, setup to your joke should not be asking the audience right. a question. And I think, well, partly because also you don't know where they're going to take you. Right. And unless you're not you're just ready. asking if them. you're not ready. You're inviting them. Yeah. You're right. Just, yeah. You're, if you're not right. ready, like you crafted this, right? Right. You wrote this. You honed it. You worked right. it. You worked it out. You worked it out. And that's And the then thing. you're going to leave it open for this guy sitting right. in the front row to we, take you, you down You spend a, a lot path. of time. You spend a lot of time building yeah. up a set and people don't realize mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So what happened was is- um, 
You're in Buffalo. I'm in Buffalo. It's a cool little place. It's Rob's Comedy Playhouse. Mm -hmm. It's a cool little comedy club. I've always had fun there. And this was the second show. They only do two shows on Saturday night with with a like a whatever a named headliner or whatever sure. a headliner. They bring yeah. in a headliner. It's okay, Aaron. You can say um, it. You're well, whatever. But uh, so first show spectacular. It was great. I did 10, 15 minutes of new jokes. I was having a blast. The audience was with everything. I was like, wow, that was so much fun. It really was a lot of fun. And second show rolls in. And this weekend already, I was, you know, we were in Erie. Mm -hmm. I was opening up for Billy Gardell for two sold-out shows. Then I go to Buffalo. My first show in Buffalo is great. It's fun. I'm working yeah. on new material. Then we get to the second show. And apparently, this guy and his wife and another couple with them, from walking through the door, apparently, were just obnoxious. Yeah. And just, like, holier than thou. Because the waitstaff will let you know pretty quick they all said that they i mean everybody after the fact was like oh they were douches since they were like at the front door yeah and i was like wow that sounds good that yeah. sounds great you didn't uh pick them out and yeah like, you know sit them way in the back or yeah. something you know um so what happened was is that this dude kept commenting like he was on a radio show like, it was like every time the comedians would say something, he would, like, chime in with a not even close to funny comment or, like, you know, or or commentary or... So with the host and with the feature, yeah. he was interjecting himself oh, into the show I mean, from Jump. Yeah, which is crazy because the MC of the show was running the comedy club. And now you're thinking, wait, what? <laughs> hey, look, sometimes when you it's yeah. smaller comedy clubs, they don't have a lot of staff. They yeah. don't want to have too much overhead. So the person taking the tickets and helping seat people, they're going to MC the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised that that guy let them do that to him. Then the feature, um, the feature comic, really like him. I'll shout him out. His name's Dan Mahoney. He's been in New York for a long time. And uh, he's in, back in Buffalo, where he, where I guess he's from, and a really funny comic. Yeah, really funny comic. And this is no disrespect to Dan. I think I meant it, meant said this after the show. I was really surprised that he took that yeah. because he's a seasoned vet, really good comic. He just sort of plowed through. Yeah, he kind of plowed through okay. and ignored it. And uh, he's he's a lot more lower, like. You know, speaks easy going, yeah. very conversational, yeah. you know. Right. Uh, but really funny comic. Always like to see him, you know, really funny. And I was really surprised that he he kind of talked to the guy a little bit. But I, the guy was, I mean, now that I realize, he was a little uh, intimidating, you know, this guy. And I understand Dan kind of plowing through. I get it. You know, you've, you know, we've all had people that just have table conversation. And it's like, well, they're just having table conversation they're trying to be quiet. You just talk over them. You just right. keep going. But this dude was like, yeah, but you know, blah, 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 cigarettes. You know? <laughs> it was always like, yeah, it was a comment on every, like, joke. It, yeah. He had, like, a comment on every punchline yeah. to where it seemed like Dan even, like, didn't finish a joke or two. Yeah. Because this guy was talking so much. I mean, he is full conversation, like. Yeah, and understand that there's. He's a, talking to yeah, the state. As a as a, an absolute fan of comedy, which we are, in, in, in first and foremost, for me, is a, that's always been the case. There are different levels of crowds that the participation that they think that they're being a part of. Somebody that feels that same common right, thread. Right, right, right. You know, you, you have that all the time. I mean, one of the greatest things about comedy is that it relates. Right. And when you're sitting there going, holy shit, that right, happened. Right, right, right. Especially with the stuff we do. Yeah. A lot of family type of stuff. Right. And you know, that's funny you stuff. 
say that. They want to be yeah. a part of it because it makes it it hits them in the heart and they're like, Oh right. my god, that happened to me when I was with Sandy last yep. weekend. Holy shit. Yep. And they want to interject that into the and show. And it's funny you said and that's that. hard. It's funny you say that because the first show, I had a great time. There was a lady right up front on my left of the stage, and she was like agreeing with everything I said. Yeah, yeah. But it was like a, f- and I made fun of her because it was hilarious. Because <laughs> yeah. everything she's, I said, she goes, Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, with the diapers. Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like that was her in the first 10 minutes yeah. of my set. Like, Oh, God. <laughs> oh, give me a break. He is right. Oh, <laughs> Jeez, it was like that. Which is great. It was funny. so funny. Oh my God. And I was just like, I was just like, you have excitement Tourette's. I'm like, are you? <laughs> what is the matter with you? And and she was kind of embarrassed a little bit. I go, no, it's adorable. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. And everyone was laughing. Yeah. And uh she contained herself a little bit better. But it was she was so excited where, you know, it's like everything I did. She was right. like, oh my goodness. Oh boy! Oh, you're right. I don't share nothing with him. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the one I generally will always see that reaction. It's from just the crowd like for you. I mean, she. Like, but it was so funny. She was super engaged, and yeah. she was super. I mean, she was beaming yeah. excited. So there's that one side right. that you know. There's the thing, and you, you kind of like it a little bit. You kind of like you gotta I, bring him down, right? I kind of mentioned something to her, and she was like, yeah. kind of like laughed it, and her her table laughed at her, and mm. the audience laughed a little bit. But I was like, no, I love it. And I think I might even said like. I wish I could do that everywhere. Like I'd be yeah. ordering Subway and they'd be like, "Oh, look at that! You, it's the perfect amount of mayo. You're the best." You know, like, "Oh my gosh, look at this! You guys set the table so nice for this comedy show." Yeah, it's like the you know the the aunt that Kristen Wiig plays. Oh my god, the one who can't keep a secret. Yes, yes. She was like that lady. I just want to say this is an amazing show. You're so funny. Just runs through the wall. But then there's other people. Yeah, there's special people who want attention. Yeah. Um, and now, granted, uh, let me go through a little list of hecklers. You know, you'll have the 45-year-old drunk wine mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can get a little annoying. Uh, you know, then you get the uh, the drunk uh, the drunk dad with a camo hat. Mm. That's always that's always fun. Always then the uh, pretty much they're all drunk. Yeah. Then you get the drunk bro. The drunk mm. bro is uh, never a blast but it's usually pretty easy to rip on him because mm-hmm. um, he's so self-conscious of his just and that's, everything you're right and then it's also really easy to rip on the drunk 22 year old mm. uh, girl that's always you know but I don't, you're not even funny <laughs> really really I'm not even funny uh, your one eye is closed shut because there's vomit in it so also right. you lost a fake eyebrow and you look ridiculous <laughs> so yeah um <laughs> Um, you also have salsa spilled on your leg. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but then there are, there's, there's, uh, I met a new type of, um, rude audience member and this pretty much the only way I can describe is the, it's the sociopath, Mm. like the narcissist. I saw this guy do this through two comedians, ruin their sets. And I was angry already. Yeah. And I knew I was ready to go on. And I knew this guy was going to do something, right? So I thought, all right, then I'll just handle it like I normally do. Might have to get tough. You know, you get a little, get a little tough. You know, I do the whole dad thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, 20 seconds I'm on stage. Yep. 20 seconds. I'm not even getting through like, hey, Buffalo, I like you guys a lot. You know, I love Buffalo. I love the Sabres growing up. Yep. No. I mean, it's dude, boom, right in. 
And I'm like, I immediately am like, this motherfucker. Yeah. I go, I can't believe this dude. Yep. Already going in. And, you know, you start off by like, hey, man, you know, like, I appreciate, you know, you're having a good time, you know, but like, you know, blah, 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 you know, he don't care. So then I'm like, all right, let me just embarrass you a little bit. Then you try to, you know, try to make fun of him a little bit. Like, you know, nobody thinks you're funny. You know, everyone's trying to listen to the show. Now, granted, I sped this process up a little bit because he's been being a dick the whole show. Yeah. you, you And went, he ruined other yeah. comedians' friend, uh, yeah. sets. Yeah. The best line that you threw at him at that point was, I'm a dad. Yeah. I will take you, sit you in a corner, and whoop your ass with a wooden spoon. Yeah, that's right. And at right. that point- Oh, the audience Loved it, it. And that's at that point that it definitely should have triggered any individual to be worked. like, I'm done. Right. He's and it's, done. I'm done. I'm right. acting like a child yep. is what the nope. reference is. Nope. Then he- I honestly can't even remember his responses because it was like this yeah. blind rage. Yeah. It, 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 at a certain point- I really wanted to fight the guy. Yeah. Like, I was hoping that he would be in the parking lot because I, let me tell you something, <laughs> I would have wrecked this dude. Which goes against everything we said if you're over the age I know. of 30 and you're fighting. I know, you're an man. Asshole, but and that's I thought where he that. Got you. Well, and I said that. Yeah. And I did say that, actually. But let you me. You did, yeah. But let me keep going here. It got to a point where he just was just sitting back in his chair facing me smiling with these big i just remember these big chompers mm. these big fucking dumbass <laughs> chompers and he's this guy where he's like in these you know he's in his wingtip dress shoes mm. with khakis on wingtips are kind of cool and he's got a dress shirt with a zipped up fleece vest on <laughs> he's that guy these two guys look like they own a used car lot oh, yeah. like they like i'm 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 senior sales rep at chevy yeah. At 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 you know, you yeah. know Biscuit MacArthur Chevy. Yeah. You know or whatever. It's these douchebags. He's, he's big time in Little Town. Exactly. Perfectly said. Yeah. That's what I said after the show. I go. I bet you this guy makes a hundred and fifty grand a year. Yeah. He's big time. In you know Little what Town. I mean? Yeah. Right. He's the. Uh, but I right then after I told him that I would put him in timeout, I went for the funny dad thing. Mm-hmm. But I was serious, kind yeah, of. Oh, you yeah. Know? I could see him. You just comedians we read people mm-hmm. we read people you read and the room you read the yep. environment you read everything that's i'm good going i'm on. very good at assessing people very quickly yeah because you're just you just we just have a lot of experience with people mm-hmm. and i right then knew i was like this guy is different i just felt it i felt his motives yeah like he's like oh no he will not stop i just knew it he was not going to stop he was in this for attention and he wanted to wreck everything in front of him. Yeah. That was his motive. And I felt it. I immediately knew. I was just like, this guy is a genuine piece of shit. Yeah. I knew it. He's a genuine piece of shit. And I remember thinking through my head, and I vocalized it after the show. I can't, I can't imagine. I just it's almost like I got this flash, like I, I'm like a medium. You know, I just knew everything about this guy. Yeah, right. And I just thought, this guy's what was his name? Uh, yeah. Oh, his his name. Oh, I, it had to have been like. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to put anybody's name. In this I know, category. but still, I'm like, I don't. like, like, it's always the best. It's like Chet Rex. It's it's got to be Chad. Chad. He's I always, always a Chad. Name. Yeah, I it's know. Always, it's got to be Chad, Chad or yeah. Todd. I don't know. Todd. Todd. Remember oh. what I said? Never met a Todd I liked. I know. Todd Glass. Oh, I love Todd Glass. I said liked. Love Todd Glass. Love Todd Glass. Good point. Yeah. Um. But this guy, I thought he definitely beats his wife. <laughs> definitely. I mean, this. I just. I mean, this guy is Poor a piece barb. of work, man. Yeah. Piece of work. And I thought. 
I remember all this because you're a comedian. You think of ten different things. Yeah. And I'm thinking, there's, I can't imagine being this guy's neighbor. Yeah. This guy's coworkers. Well, and, and I've obviously listened to the audio, and you let me listen to it, and we went through yeah. it together a little bit. And there is a point where you you said to the table because there was somebody that yeah. says, "I work with him," or "I were do dealings with him." So somebody had an happened, account with him. Yeah. So some, let me explain something. to you. So then, so he just keeps going, and I don't even know how to get specific. Yeah. But he just keeps like, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And here's where it just gets really, where it just turned into white rage. Just yeah. blind, blinding white light rage for C- me. Because it initially dropped off. And it right. Went, and I you, tried you, restarting. You, you got back I in. I tried being like, okay. Here we go. Time you're gonna, for some Are comedy. you guys okay? Yep. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll be fine. Like mm. real, like something like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, this motherfucker. Yeah. And then I try to get started. And here he goes. Mm-hmm. And now I'm angry. Uh, well, I was angry, but now he keeps going. And now his wife is putting her arms in the air, clapping, cheering him on. Yeah, go and baby, his, go you. Yeah, you heard it. And his yeah. buddy is pounding on the table like, ah, ah, ah get him, ah, you're getting him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just at that point, I, I was, I was just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's like, what is wrong with you? And that's when I went in honestly. Yeah. I went in honestly and was like, you are a grown man. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about, you know, about behaving around in public, people around you, being considerate. And this is what I threw at him. I said, you're a grown man and you're going to come into a public place and make something all about you where everyone in this room paid for tickets mm-hmm. to a, see a show and you're ruining that for everybody. Right. And that's when I'm, I'm I'm pointing to the audience again and like, do you guys like this? Is this funny? And they're like, no. Yeah. They're like, no. Like, they're not enjoying this. And his wife is like, he's hilarious. <laughs> and his buddy's like, and I'm like, is he like this all the time? And his buddy's like, yep, every day. And I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Great, you're on his team. That's wonderful. Yeah. And... You know, it's it's just, I was just like, you know, you're a grown man. Like, what is wrong with you? You're so selfish. And I remember him saying something like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. He said something like, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Or something like that about like, when I said to the room, he goes, I'm whatever. You know, something like that. And I just remembered that that was it. Yeah. That was it for me. I was like, you're such a <clears throat> terrible person. Yeah. You're such a terrible person that you want to derail this whole show. Yeah. Because you need attention. Right. You're like a 45-year-old grown man. Like a sociopath. Oh, a a sociopath has no idea of anything around him. Yeah. Only what he sees and is he's enjoying. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Um, And it's funny because there was a dude next to me that I was talking to later in the show that that the MC was talking to a little bit. He's like this buff dude, right? And he was like, actually, I'm an accountant. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, he's a buff dude, got tattoos, yeah. got a big chain on. He's like, right. I'm an accountant. Well, he said, I know those guys. They're one of my best clients. And mm. I was like, oh. And I actually apologized after the show. I said, hey, if those guys, you know, you work with them or whatever, he goes, not a big deal. You did what you had to do. Yeah. And I said, I appreciate that. But then what happened was it came to a point where I heard his friend, they started murmuring. And I heard his friend. And I don't know if you can hear it all in the audio recording. I could probably get it enhanced or whatever. No, I don't know. Too. Do some born identity shit to it. But he's like, he. I heard him call me a fat faggot. Yeah. And that just, to, to just, you already, then that is the perfect 
mindset of who they are. Yeah. Like if you go to insults, like corny insults. Oh, yeah. Okay, I get who you yeah. are. The one you're thing, that, the one thing, you're that, a garbage yeah. person. One, the one thing but that then, you do hear on the on the audio is right. him saying, "Have you told your parents that you're gay?" Right, and that was what's funny. Let me explain. That's where that as they're going out the door. <laughs> that, let me explain where that comes from. Yeah. Because when I heard him say blah, 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 "fat faggot," you know, and I was like, "Y'all gotta go." Yep. Because at first I said the dude that was doing all the talking and his wife who was cheering him on, "Y'all gotta go." Yeah. You're going to have to go. Yeah. And they're like, oh, come on, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if you guys don't shut up, and I believe I might try to start again. And then mm -hmm. could not, went back. That's when the dude's like, fat faggot, blah, blah. And I'll go, that's it. You all got to go. You all got to go. I was like, you, because at this point, I cannot do this for 40 minutes. No. Now I don't even want to look at you. Right. Like, I can't have There's a whole the room. part of the room that's shut off for you. Yep. They're and in, and, and there are tables around them that are mortified of them. Yeah. I mean, there are people, no joke, that have their, they oh, like turn their shoulders away. Like, they don't want to even like well, look at these and, people. And there is a They're moment. They're so scared of these And people. there is a moment for you as an audience member that that is. Embarrassed. It's oh. hard. You don't oh. want to watch it. It's like amazing. I don't want to be a part of this. We went out. I'm Think out. Of, I'm out with my wife on a date night. Yeah. I'm, we're out with my yep. friends. We're having a good yep. time, mm -hmm. and we want to have fun. And now all of a sudden, I'm in this uncomfortable yep. situation. And listen to this. Created by these people. Out of like the hundred people, there were fifteen people there that I guess won tickets yeah. and a fundraiser. Yeah, they paid. Like whatever, two hundred bucks to raise mm -hmm. money for some fundraiser, sure. and they won fifteen tickets. This huge group over here, they won tickets to this comedy show. Yeah. And now they got to deal with this. Yeah. Like they thought, oh my gosh, we get to, yeah. you know, reap our reward and go see a good show. Sure. And they picked a good one. Yeah. I, I'm a fun comic. That's fun. Jason, I'm a That's fun a good comic. night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Dan and Mahoney, who featured for me, great comic. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, these people, it's like, it's like when you see somebody at customer service arguing with the person oh, and yeah. they're completely off oh yeah like you're just like you're so rude mm. you know and every once in a while you'll see that and someone will go hey man relax yeah you know and that was the thing is that it, it, it kind of is weird to me that nobody stood up to this person but then you know mm, you don't see that much no you don't. you don't and it's and it's interesting because i'm gonna get into that we talked about that after the show but then i said you gotta go after they said that and the dude his friend goes are you serious yeah. I go, yeah, dude, I'm dead serious. Mm -hmm. And then the guy who was the, he was mostly the, all the, you know, he was the, he was the narcissist. Yeah. The sociopath goes, you know what? I'm going to see Sebastian Maniscalco next week. Which was to me. I'm going to see Sebastian next week. Such a setup And for I you. can't wait to see a funny, someone funnier than your fucking ass or whatever. And I go, really, dude? Yeah. What I say, dude? You said you go really? see. You go and you said Please. you do this. Please do this Please. with Sebastian. You it, it would be so quick. Yo, like, this motherfucker. Let me tell you something right now. I said, please do this at Sebastian's show. Uh -huh. Please. I said, a six foot eight black man is going to grab you by your fucking neck <laughs> and drag you yeah. out like a rag doll. Yeah. Because that shit won't happen. No. I, you'll be gone. Yeah. And guess what? You probably spent 60 bucks on those tickets. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, you ain't getting your money back. Right, right. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. You ain't getting your money back. Right. Please try it. Please try it. So they so at that point I saw the MC slash manager uh in the back. I right. saw him walk in. I said, Hey, Tony, 
Okay. We got to walk these guys out. They yeah. got to go. I'll pay for the tickets. Actually, I actually gave him a chance. I said, mm-hmm. why don't you go out in the bar and have a drink on yeah. me? Yeah, that was the go first Go take one. a break, bro. Yeah. That was early on. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm remembering all the well, details. Well, this all happened within, this whole thing happened within nine minutes. Seven This eight, whole nine thing minutes, yeah. took about nine, I think it was like nine minutes yeah, yeah. in, mm-hmm. where it just came to a head and it was Went that bad. long. I know. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. So they all get up, and as they're leaving, fuck you. Oh, yeah, good luck with your fucking marriage and your kids and yeah. some dumb shit, so whatever. Stupid. And I'm like, all right, bye, bye, yeah. bye, you know? Yeah. And uh, and I think he said, he's walking out, I'll be waiting for you. And I'm like, all right, all oh, right, no see shit. you after yeah. this. Yeah, see you after, bro, no problem. And then I went, I went on to apologize to the audience yeah. for five minutes mm-hmm. because I felt so bad yeah. that they had to go through that. Mm-hmm. I did, and I was genuinely like heartbroken for the audience. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh my god!" And also, you know what it is too. And Jason brings up a great point, and I know people right now are thinking, "Are you gonna play the audio?" I've told a bunch of people I had the audio. I shouldn't even have said it. Well, I'm not. Yeah, because part of the reason why I apologize to the audience, not only because the show was derailed for the audience who paid for tickets but because of how I behaved. Because I don't want to be on stage in front of 100, 100 plus people motherfucking someone. Right. That's not who I am. Right. Matter of fact, this podcast, we've sworn more in this podcast than we have in probably 50 episodes. Yeah. And it's because of the it's because of the nature of the story. Yeah. It's because of what it is and people like this who are rude and mm-hmm. are inconsiderate make us angry and swear at them. Yeah. It makes it pisses us the fuck sure. off, Jason. Yeah. Because people don't consider other people and it's disgusting. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I felt bad and I just, I felt bad of how I was acting and how I was speaking. Yeah. Granted, if you've seen me do stand up, I swear, mm-hmm. I swear on stage, but I am not mother effing everywhere. No. You know what I mean? I, I choose where I swear. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I work hard on not swearing. You know, yeah. I, not swear. I, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm not dirty. I'm, I'm not there's like a difference, that. Yeah, there's a difference between yeah. being dirty and swearing and blue and, right, and, right. and swearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, right, you right, can swear. Right. Some comics don't swear, but then there's, but you I, know. But I, I just felt that shame of, oh, they just saw me lose it. I, I think that's kind part of. of it. And also you know what I mean? understanding who you are as a person and as yeah. a comic. Right. And it's, it's, it's bottom line is this. Right. You want people to be entertained. Yeah. You're an entertainer. That's what we do yeah. it for. You do it to bring joy and have fun yeah. and and allow for someone to have a nice night out. And, yeah. Yeah. And it did bring you out of your out of your normal comfort zone. Yeah. And it long did. story short, uh, you know, I said like about people not kind of saying anything or standing up, but really I was already the spokesperson. I was the dude up front with a microphone they and they didn't just say anything. It was really only my job because it's a small club. They're already running a small operation. Great club, but you know, they're bringing comedy as best as they can, you yeah. know, and it is a great room. And they don't have the resources to have four-door guys like some of these big corporate clubs. And that's understandable. And, well, you just had to deal with it. Yeah. So, you know, if you go to a comedy show, um, there's only one rule, and that's shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. That's it. Yeah. So, so, Chad from Buffalo, you are whoever you are. son of a bitch. You're the son of a son bitch of, of the bitch year. Of, yeah, you just can't. Can, I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. Jason, you are not a son of a bitch. You're not a son of a bitch. I appreciate that. That's a good